Hello and welcome to ESG A Bridge to Action. This is a show presented by PricewaterhouseCoopers in association with MoneyControl.com. Today we are going to talk about circular economy. Let me welcome on the show two gentlemen who are going to throw more light on this. Uh, Mohit Malhotra, who is the CEO at uh, Dabur India and Shivanshu Chauhan from PwC India. Gentlemen, so good to have you on the show. But before the discussion, let's hear out a special message on sustainability. Any manufacturing company today, when they are working, they have to first see that they are energy-wise efficient and also sustainable environmentally. I can give you an example of uh, in dairy, right from milk production to the plant level, what are the environmental friendly or sustainable practices we are taking? I mean, now what we are working is right from dung, what we farmers are producing, how to create biogas out of it. And whatever slurry is left, how to make biofertilizer to go for organic uh, agriculture. Similarly, in dairy plants, you see a lot of water and the effluent is there. So each and every liter of effluent is treated Biogas is produced, gas is condensed, and then it is being used in the dairy plant for various production processes. What I can tell you is in manufacturing process, you can go for n number of uh, energy consumption things. But today, the one thing which is going to work is how much sustainable your manufacturing process is environmentally. Because today, everybody is going to measure that for each liter of milk or each one unit of production of your, any product which you are manufacturing, how much gases you are producing, how much effluent you are producing, how you are treating the environment. So I think that is going to be the major measurement for efficiency of manufacturing practices in the years to come. My first question to you, Shivanshu, you are an expert in this particular field. What does the circular economy mean and does it fit into the ESG dynamics of the companies? Sure. Circular economy is basically uh, a shift from the linear economy in which we have been operating. An economy wherein uh, the resources are mined, the products are consumed, the non-perishable ones and the packaging, etc., is thrown out and it kind of creates more of waste. Now, this is not sustainable because, you know, the resources are finite, the population is growing and so are the necessities. This is where this shift is happening towards the circular economy. Now, what circular economy does is it operates in a continuous cycle where waste is minimized and value creation is maximized. Uh, this is uh, something which will lead to reduced extraction, more reuse, more refurbishing, more recycling, and accordingly, reduction in the overall base that we generate. Uh, the criticality has always been appreciated. It is just that uh, uh, it has uh, now elevated to a policy and regulatory level. Uh, the conversations have become mainstream. Let me also acknowledge that uh, uh, circular economy is not really new. Uh, the corporates have always been practicing it because it makes more business sense and better business sense to maximize value from all projects, all processes, and all products, and all kinds of materials that we corporate generate. Uh, the whole uh, journey and whole drive towards uh, improving the performance on ESG is kind of leading to more of these conversations and better focus, and more focus on uh, the circular economy side. You know, our resources are also finite. 
we are seeing a lot of these climate change related aspect on which rightfully a lot of debate is happening be it from adaptation side or the mitigation side we are also seeing this demographic shift which is happening which is leading to more and more pressure on our resources and hence leads to more circularity and all of this if you look at it has been facilitated by this whole uh, technological breakthrough which has happened mohit talk about dabar india under your leadership how is circular economy as a concept incorporated and now practiced and is it part of your esg initiative or is it a differentiated uh, uh, project that you have taken up so dabar is actually committed to waste management recycling and circular economy strategies enable us recover and do a productive reuse of our waste streams the organization leads the sustainability and the circular economy initiatives the vision statement of the company is to dedicate ourselves to health and well-being of every household and the communities and the people that we touch so it's pretty integral in the sense that the way we guys operate so we don't merely comply with the regulations as far as esg is concerned but responsibly take care of our planet to preserve its beauty and the resources for the future generations responsible management of natural resources in our operations has always been a part since the business has been created in inception in 1884 they used to say in sanskrit in rigveda dahi be dadmi te this is a very ancient proverb mentioned in rigveda which in english actually means as much you give to the community or to the ecosystem the ecosystem will give it back to you that is the guiding principle for the enterprise thing i'll maybe give you some illustrative examples of what we guys do first let me take on the plastic waste management example or the initiative that we do in dabar so this year we want to become a plastic waste neutral organization i think we will be the first company to have achieved the plastic waste neutrality every year we generate roughly around 22000 metric tons of plastic we consume we make the products and we give it out to the consumers and this year we'll be uh, recycling collecting processing and recycling the entire 22000 metric tons by end of the fiscal year we should be able to achieve our targets to become plastic waste neutral company so right. in that we uh, you know handle roughly around 15000 rack pickers we reach out to 10000 waste management agencies we started off as a pilot project and now it's actually in 27 these that we are doing plastic waste management and right. when we reprocess the plastic the byproducts yeah. like t-shirts tables tiles which are all recycled we buy it back and we give it to our communities and people very happy we actually use it you beautifully also summarize the basic ethos of sustainability one question for uh, the companies who want to really embark on this journey i want to understand uh, you said that you have piloted some projects so is that the right approach or for implementation you say that a central um, you know leadership at the organization level should take care of this transition how well to execute this from your learnings see we believe that involvement and participation of uh, communities as partners in such initiatives is the one that ensures a sustained success i'll again give you an example in plastic waste management we run a program called 10 kg plastic as per cpcb we find that every consumer uses and wastes 10 kg of plastic every year so what we guys do that we are running this program in which uh, we've given a helpline number we've uh, got a little microsite and we ask the consumers to go on to the microsite and the helpline 
and tell us we send vans the plastic is collected from the vans it is sent to a central hub from where the plastic is collected and sent to the processing uh, plants from there so we involve all our communities we are the first company to have uh, done a toothpaste which is carton free we save 130 tons of paper that we save this paper is actually repurposed and we work with cry and which is repurposing that paper to make notebooks which is serving the underserved uh, children so to your question i think to run pilot projects is always better because we iron out any loopholes or any glitches that we face when we run a program in the plastic waste management we started with two states now it is almost 27 states in herb cultivation program also we selected few geographies now it's been extended to almost 12 states for us and we do a proof of concept get established when you do a pilot and then you actually roll it out so this has not been a very smooth journey on esg for us so there were a lot of learnings a lot of pitfalls along the way that we encountered but as we worked with the stakeholders and people like pwc or all also experts they also tell us how to navigate those uh, pitfalls and uh, then uh, do it in a more sustained manner as we guys go forward shivanshu uh, here again uh, you know it has to be a commitment made by the company in terms of the cost management as well for it to be efficient for the company how does the company uh, really embed these costs and take forward this transition Uh, i think the need for uh, being environmentally responsible and undertaking sustainable operations uh, is not now seen from a uh, from the lens of cost meaning i think it is being seen from the lens of value and that value is both financial and non financials so while there will be a startup cost we also need to look at the or take a holistic view on the cost itself because it has social cost it has environment cost it also has cost for the future so when we shift that lens from cost to value we see that circularity actually creates more value for the farms and makes them more resilient and from the value perspective also we are seeing a big shift which is corporates also shifting from uh, only looking at the shareholder value to looking at the whole stakeholder value to kind of achieve all of this and enhance value for all the stakeholders corporates are actually embedding uh, circularity on all aspects of their business uh this is done by you know by prioritizing renewable inputs uh, maximizing the products use recovering by products and waste and even adopting regenerative practices it's a very welcome change to see that the corporates are not uh, just doing business but are doing better and more sustainable and more responsible businesses so i think yes there may be some cost but when has to look at in long term from a corporate perspective and relatively when you look at it it's it's a much much higher value as compared to the startup cost that someone may have to incur now mohit so there are many external factors which would infuse the corporates to enable them to go on this journey how do you really describe those particular enablers and what has been your experience on that yeah so i think that's a good question because consumer behavior is very critical and it's just not consumer behavior i think the term consumer can be broadened to the communities and the environment and the people and as dabar is an organization we serve the rural consumer and we serve the urban consumer so consumer behavior becomes extremely critical and this is the change driver going forward for us i'm already seeing a lot of change happening in urban india and urban india change is actually driven by today's millennial and the centennial generation and the generation is rewarding the corporates which are championing the cause of esg so if i am giving a product which is uh, a shampoo for example a paraben free uh, 
a chemical free, a no nasty or a cruelty free kind of a shampoo. So the millennials come forward and they are the ones who are rewarding the companies by buying the products and increasing our profit pool. But the percentage of these millennials and the centennials is very small. So the real dichotomy lies in the bottom of the pyramid, which is the rural consumer. Because India is a low per capita market, the consumers are not willing to pay that extra price for the greed products that the companies are doing by investing money. And therefore, it doesn't become very ROI accretive thing. But gradually and slowly, I think the consciousness is setting in. Urban uh, sentiment is flowing into rural. Rural is becoming more urban. And I think things will only get better. It's a journey, like you guys are saying. I'll give you one example of rural India. We are around 12 factories in the country. In every factory, we use groundwater. So when we extract the water from the ground, we, as a responsible citizens and corporates, we have to recharge that water. And we've done this operation in Rajasthan along with our communities in Nivai, in Rajasthan, where on account of this initiative, we've made a pond which collects around 15 lakh liters of water. And the water table has come up now 10 feet. It is not uh, ROI creative for us to manage that pond. So what we've yes. done is we've given the responsibility to manage that pond to the communities. So communities are now managing that pond very well. And this operation has been running for past... I think five, six years. And now we are trying to do it in in the vicinity of every factory, every 12 factories that we guys have got in India. So communities are managing it. This is improving their income because in Rajasthan, at least the water is available for irrigation in all 12 months, which earlier it wasn't available. And people yeah. get water and therefore it is improving the, uh, you know, the soil yield, the crop yield, and therefore also improving the income and also giving occupation to the people. So that's how at least a rural consumer is helping us and the behavior is changing. You touched upon a very uh, important point that is it has to be ROI creative as well when it comes to circular economy and the consumer acceptance of that and the cost dynamics is a very essential part. And that is something which will get built up with the general consciousness as well as the paying ability of the consumer class as well. So we'll see how this develops going forward, but very interesting thoughts from both Shivanshu as well as Mohit on how the circular economy is developing and how is corporate India really trying to transition and incorporate it in their ESG journey. With that, it's a wrap on the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you for having us. Thank you.